You are listening to the Father's House podcast located in Owensboro, Kentucky. For more information, visit thefathershouseky.com. Why um, the Lord is really leading me this way, but I believe that He knows. And um, thank you, Jesus. And this this thing's been burning burning in my heart this week, and I felt the Lord said I need to do two things this morning. I need to just share briefly about how only Jesus can satisfy you. <laughs> can somebody say amen? And 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 beyond that, uh, I feel like we're supposed to end a little bit with a testimony uh, from Daniel. So Daniel, be ready. Uh, he doesn't know this. He knows now. And um, But I felt the Lord, man, just say you have a testimony about how religion won't satisfy you and how drugs won't satisfy you, but only He can satisfy you. And, um, man, I'm not the only one in this room that's tried some other things out and figured out that only Jesus can satisfy us. And this, this past week, um, the Lord's just really put on my heart this verse. The woman at the well story has just been, it's been continually coming up. It's John 4, verse 13 and 14. Let's pray. We'll make it spiritual. Holy Ghost, do what only your Holy Spirit can do in this moment. You're the only one who can save, heal, and deliver. You're the only one who can open the blinders off our eyes. You're the only one who can bring revelation. You're the only one who can set people free. You're the only one. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. You're worthy. We say our lives are yours, and we go ahead and thank you in advance for the ones who are going to figure out this morning that only you can satisfy in Jesus name somebody say amen Jesus answered her everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again but whoever drinks the water that I give will never be thirsty again but the water that I give him will become in him a spring of water satisfying his thirst for God welling up continually flowing bubbling within him into eternal life And I felt this question get in my heart this morning and I wanted to ask you, I believe the Lord wants to ask you is, what are you craving for? What what cravings do you have? How many of you have cravings in your life? Some of you might be physically hungry right now, especially if you're younger. (laughs) And you have cravings. When you get pregnant, you have cravings, right? Maybe it's some pickle juice dipped in cookies. I don't know. You have some weird cravings that come on her, but I felt the Lord saying that that there's nothing that can satisfy you like Him. There's nothing that can satisfy you like Him. And I'm not talking about a Sunday morning service. And I want to say from this past week, you know, we had an awesome service this past week. We had an amazing time with Jesus. But I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you the key ingredient to last week was Jesus. It wasn't an evangelist. It wasn't a certain song. The key ingredient to anything that you that happens to you in this house is Him. It's Him. It's Him that, that touched you. It's Him that had a word of knowledge released to you. That's Him. When you got prophesied over, it was Him. His, he's reaching you. He's reaching out to you. And He's wanting to tell you because, I, man, guys, I've spent so long thinking and I felt this burning in my heart this past week too that I needed to tell you that you can encounter Jesus the same way you did last Sunday every day. Some of you might not believe that. Every single 
day, when He says, Lo, I am with you always and I'll be with you to the end of this age, that means that He is right here in my presence when I go home, when I get in my car, when I'm with my kids, when I'm changing a diaper, when I'm cleaning the bathroom, I can still encounter that same Jesus. And otherwise, you're going to be waiting for another service to come along. I can't wait till we get another speaker to come along. No, no, no. The speakers are here just to connect you with Him. Just to connect you to Jesus. Does that make sense? Because I'm telling you, church, I've traveled this nation sometimes to get touched by a special preacher to be disappointed. Because somebody else has been there. <laughs> I'm telling you, nothing. listen, I love Bill Johnson, if you know me at all. I love Bill Johnson. But Bill Johnson laid his hands on me and Maddie, and I didn't have this crazy encounter. But I remember in a jail cell when Jesus touched me. And my whole life was transformed. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because there's this man named Jesus who says, Hey, listen, if you keep craving for something else besides me, you're going to still be thirsty. You're going to still be thirsty. For some of you young people, thirsty, the word thirsty falls right in line. (laughs) Some of the old people are like, what? See, this woman at the well, she had some type of religion, but it didn't satisfy her. She said, we, we worship God on this mountain, but there she was, broken and still confused and still lost. And you can have some type of a religion and still not be satisfied. And I felt the Lord speak to me this morning. He said, well, there's some people who are satisfied with religion. And I said, well, how is that? And he said, because they love the law and not me. If religion is satisfying you, it's because you probably have a a love relationship with the law and with rules and with punishment. I know it's quiet in this Presbyterian church this morning. But the Lord, like he was saying to this woman, he's saying, listen, you can have some type of religion. You can have some type of service and robotic thing that you're doing, but it won't satisfy you. You'll be wishing you were back at the boiler room with the boys. You were wishing you were at the house at the Super Bowl party with the bush lights. Because if you get a hold of religion, you won't be satisfied. If you get a hold of services and do's and don'ts, you won't be satisfied. But if you get a hold of the man Jesus. And that's why we sing these songs. That's why they were, these aren't just good suggestions. We're not just saying, oh man, if you just look at them, oh, if you just gaze on them, it's because we're trying to show you that there's more available. There's something more. And he's saying, listen, if you come and drink of me, all you young people. Jesus looked at the women at the well. What did he say? He said, you've had five husbands and the one you're with now is not your husband. She had been through relationship after relationship and it didn't satisfy her. Religion won't satisfy your need for God. Only Jesus can do that. Your human relationships won't satisfy this longing and craving in your heart. It will only satisfy for a moment. I remember I was sitting in a uh, a hotel room in North Carolina. I actually have a picture of it. If you want to see it, it's pretty depressing. I was sitting, y'all have seen it. I'm sitting in this hotel room about two weeks before I got saved. And I'm sitting there and I remember I have a friend of mine sent me this picture. I literally have a picture of this moment, which is kind of crazy. 
and I'll sh- if you want to see it, I'll show you later. I'm about 130 pounds. <laughs> Not there no more. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and I remember I was sitting there in this moment, and I had everything that this world has to offer, and I wasn't satisfied. I had, I was in a hotel room, right? I was partying every day. I was going to the strip club every night. I had money. I had plenty of cash on me. I had drugs. I had whatever you could think of. I had it. And I was sitting there, and you can look at my, my face in one of these pictures, and you can see that I was sitting there, and I was broken. I was still lost. I was still depressed. I was still confused because I had money. I had drugs. I had girls. I had the relationships. I had all the feelings. I wasn't satisfied. I was still broken. I was still searching for something I didn't understand. And Jesus, this whole time, He doesn't just tell us these things like, hey, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, I'm the gate. He's not just trying to tell you like, hey, you've got to go to church and I'm the only way to heaven. What He's really trying to say is, I'm the only thing that will satisfy you. It's not just that I'm the, I'm the only way to heaven. It's not just about that. I'm the only way to pure satisfaction on this earth. He's trying to show you that it's not about you just not going to hell and going to heaven. It's about Him having a real relationship with you where you start to build an intimate connection with God. You know, the reason, like I can say, listen, we come out of these services, we have these powerful services. I've been in powerful services, let me tell you. But some of the most crazy encounters I've had with Jesus have been in my kitchen. And Maddie's been there. And I've been weeping and singing that song from Graves in the Gardens. There's nothing better than you. And I'm sitting there and I'm sick and I had COVID. How does that make sense? Jesus satisfies this longing that our soul is looking for. This longing to be good enough. This longing for approval. This longing for value. This longing to be important. He satisfies it when he bled and died on the cross for you. When he bled and died on the cross for you, he said, listen, you are important to me. Your value comes from this place. And young people in this room and anyone else in this room, if you're searching, I don't care. You might, I don't need Jesus. I don't need church. No, you don't need religion. That's what you don't need. You don't need religion. I'm sorry if your parents have been religious and that's all you've ever known. I'm here to tell you today, there is a man named Jesus. And he's not religious at all. He actually came in to just ruin all their religious, traditional nonsense. And I've been praying and and God's been speaking and showing me that why He chose someone like me to lead a church, why He chose someone like me to do what I'm doing, it's because I don't have this past experience per se. I don't know how to be religious. I don't know how to do it. I, I don't have someone just telling me, oh, it's about, brother, don't cuss no more and go to church, young people. That's all God really wants from you. No, He wants your whole heart. And when He gets a hold of your heart, you'll be satisfied. And, then, and, and if you don't, you're going to be looking for a girlfriend. Man, if I could just get that girlfriend, that's going to satisfy me. No, no, no. It might satisfy you, your flesh for a little bit. And then that girlfriend, listen, even when you get married, married people, let me tell you today, your wife won't always satisfy you. Your husband, I'll get more, more amens with this. Your husband won't always satisfy you. 
You know what I mean? My kids, they're not always doing the best thing. My wife, I can tell you right now, there's some days when she does not want to be around me. I am not satisfying her. I'm not connected with her. But I'm not supposed to feel that void. I'm not called to feel that yearning of your heart. Your relationships with people are not called to feel that yearning of your heart. Only Jesus. He says, come to me. And the drink that I give you, you'll never thirst again. You will be completely satisfied. Peace and joy is something that only Jesus can give you. And you can search the world. That song, when we sing that song, I'm in tears every time. Because he says, I searched the world and still couldn't find it. And I I can relate to that. And I'm like, man, I get that. I was traveling all over the United States looking for craving something, craving girls, craving money, craving a feeling. And you know why I get wrecked all the time? Not just in here, but in my car and in my house and everywhere else because Jesus satisfies me. Some of you, you've, tried, you've, you've been trying the world for a long time and what, what the enemy has to offer. And you think, man, I'm, just, I'm good enough. Listen, no, don't deceive yourself. You cannot be good enough for him. No one is good. No, not one, but him. He's the only one. Well, I'm pretty good. I got a pretty good job and I don't do drugs, you know, and I, I did that when I was younger, but now I'm good and now I'm married. Listen, I'm telling you, you still need Jesus. To forgive you of your sin and not just get you to become a Christian and a church member, but to get you to become a son of the living God. And you step into this Father's love and this Father's embrace. We want to build a church built on people who are extremely overwhelmed and satisfied by the love of Jesus. I was talking to a friend yesterday and he was talking about how they've been going to a Bible study and talking about love they've been talking about love for five weeks or something and another friend of his said well what is that all they're going to talk about you know what are they going to talk about God's wrath (laughs) my goodness God is not in love with punishment church some of you really need to know that He's in love with redemption. He's in love with restoration. He's in love with broken people and raising them up and loving them. Those that don't deserve anything at all. That's what he loves to do. Only Jesus can satisfy your life. If you're longing, you're broken, whatever you're looking for, I promise you, you're looking for him this morning. He is the bread He is the thing that will sustain you. It's not a person. It's not a service. I don't want to ever build a culture here waiting on another evangelist to come by so we can get excited about Jesus again. Jesus is here right now, church. And I'm not downplaying what happened. Listen, I got wrecked last week. But man, take that encounter with you every day. Take what God spoke to you and carry it with you throughout the week. Turn the music on in the car. Turn it on at the house. Turn off the bad shows. Let something change you. If, you, if we fall down in the Spirit, let us get up a new person in the Spirit. 
Let us get up with a new level of of obedience to our Father. Let us get up with a new level of intimacy with God. Otherwise, we'll be chasing another fall down. Don't chase encounters. Chase Him Himself. Thank you, Lord. Come on, Daniel. Daniel's got a really cool testimony of how he came to know Jesus and how he was already working at a church and all kinds of stuff. We just tell people about how stuff, religion don't satisfy you. And all that stuff you did doesn't satisfy you. And then just where you came from, where you are now. The crazy, wild worshiper you are this morning. I don't see a religious person at all anymore. Come on, somebody. Come on, give it up for Daniel. It was funny. I was wondering how I was going to get into that. And then the Lord gave me. If any of y'all are struggling out there to believe everything he was just saying, that was me for most of my life. Because I would listen to people saying truth of the Lord like that. But I didn't know Jesus. I didn't actually know Jesus. All I had was this super religious, super conservative background that I came from to lean back on. And when he said, oh, Jesus satisfies you, that's, that is what, in my mind, he was talking about. And it didn't satisfy me. And I said, well, that's a lie, and just moved on. Because I've grown up my whole life in church these super backwoods, super Baptist, super conservative churches. I know you can't tell it now, but that's that's uh, that's what I'm from. And uh, it didn't satisfy at all. But we didn't even we didn't even think about that. That wasn't even our context or thought of what God could be was satisfying. It was just fear of wrath. That's it. And fear of wrath didn't satisfy at all. And so I spent my whole life slave to fear and just afraid of everything. There is zero percent of me that could ever get up on a stage and talk to people before because I was slaved, enslaved to fear. It's all I knew. And I wasn't satisfied in God. And so I tried just about everything Mike didn't try to... Uh, to satisfy to satisfy me uh he turned to physical girls and i turned to a computer mostly and uh that doesn't satisfy either i know there's people in here i'll keep it pg but you know that doesn't satisfy either neither do multiple multiple relationships that are based on fear and me trying to chase relationships to make me feel less alone because my life The core of my life was just loneliness. I was alone all day, every day. When I got alone, I couldn't stand to be alone physically because when I was alone physically, I would be overwhelmed and consumed with how I felt alone spiritually. And so I was like, well, all the sin that I'd tried hadn't worked. So in high school, I thought, well, I'll try and, uh, you know, hang out with the good Christian kids. You know, maybe, maybe being involved in my youth group and being involved in church will satisfy me. And you know what? It did distract me. It did distract me. 
And honestly, that word kept coming back to my mind as you were speaking, is that Jesus is the only thing that truly satisfies. Anything else, if it feels like it satisfies you, what you're experiencing is a distraction from your dissatisfaction. Your spirit is dissatisfied and you're looking for something to distract you from it for a minute. So you don't have to think about how alone you are, how dissatisfied you are. And that was me. It did distract me for a while, but it wasn't good enough either. And so I went off to college and I said, well, the church thing didn't work, so I'm gonna go party it up. I'm gonna live and party it up. I'm gonna burn it down till 3 a.m. every night of the week and just go all out. And while I was at the party, it'd be fun. It'd be good and distracting. And then I'd get home or back to my dorm, back to my dorm, and I would just hate myself. And I would just be consumed with guilt and cry myself to sleep and all kind of crazy mess. And after a year of that, I said, okay, that didn't work either. So I'll, I'll go back to the God thing, you know. I am raised in church, so, you know, that's, that's what I know. I said, well, the partying thing didn't work, so I'll go back to the God thing. And uh, I was like, well, what do I do in my life now? So I get a, uh, I go to, uh, I feel like the Lord's calling me to get a Christian ministries degree. So I switched to the Christian ministries um, major. And then I met Dominique which if you've ever met Dominique, she is a ball full of fun all the time. And so, oh man, she's awesome. And so I met Dominique, I go along, I'm trying to pursue what I know of Jesus. And at the time I had no idea there was something else. This is just what I know. And it's not really satisfying. And I'm getting slowly more and more miserable. So I'm like, well, I got to do something else. So, so I graduate. I'm working full-time at a church at this point. And I'm like, well, maybe the Lord's calling me into some kind of ministry. And maybe that's why I feel so miserable is because I'm not doing what God wants me to do with my life. So they asked me to be a youth minister. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And so I'm a youth minister at this point graduated married to Dominique at this point and uh, that that's a whole thing in and of itself I really thought my marriage would satisfy me you know I really thought getting married would finally be like oh I finally have somebody and uh, that was uh, six months after we got married that was a real turning point for me too a real dark point in my life where I realized this marriage wasn't going to satisfy me either and uh into uh, into youth ministry, I uh, I hit a point where I really hit the darkest point of my life when I was trying to minister, when I was married to a wonderful, godly woman, spirit-filled woman, trying to do all the things of the Lord, and I'm miserable. Like I was absolutely, completely miserable all day, every day. And I really thought there is absolutely no way out. Thankfully, this really spirit-filled mentor in my life at the time picked up on the fact that I really didn't know Jesus at all, but knew I didn't have ears to hear that 
And he had known that for more than a year. He knew I didn't have ears to hear, and so he stuck with me. And slowly over time, started introducing the fact that there's something else, there's something else, there's something else. And finally I hit this wall, and he tells me, well, tell me about when you came to the Lord. And I told him about this time when I was 12, where I was like, so afraid I was going to die and go to hell. I just said, all right, God, fine, you take it. And he was like, that sounds like it's based on fear, not love. And I was like, you're right. Of course, my whole relationship with Jesus is based on fear up to this point. And he said, well, it sounds like you don't really know Jesus. And that hit me like a brick. I was like, I don't know what to do with that. But, um, so I go into the church that I am working at <laughs> in the middle of the day on a weekday and just like lay down at the altar and I was like, all right, Jesus, you can have my life because if I keep going with it, I'm going to end up dead. And I had up until that point in my life heard people speak about hearing the voice of the Lord and it went right over my head. I had no idea what they meant, really, until I experienced it right there, until the Lord literally met me right there and said, you're mine. You're my son. All of the blessings in the Bible, all the promises belong to you. And I just, I just took off running. There's nobody in there. I just took off running in a circle. I was like, I didn't know what to do with myself. And the joy of the Lord, came on me that day and that's now granted I've spent I've spent a couple years since then trying to figure out what it means to be spirit filled and walk in the walk in the power of the spirit because honestly I had to forget everything I thought I knew about Jesus like for six months to a year I just opened up my bible and I, I keep in mind I've graduated with a Christian ministries degree <laughs> from college and I didn't find Jesus there either but that's a separate story I just would open my Bible and be like, all right, Holy Spirit, teach me what you actually meant because I don't know anything. I just don't know anything at all. And relearned everything I had ever known about Jesus. And that's my, that's my story. Can you stand to your feet? Praise the Lord. Prayer team, would you come? Thank you, Jesus. Young people, if you got a praying mom or a praying grandma, you might as well just give up. But you might as well just give up today. <laughs> Come on. Could you just close your eyes? I just want us to all take a moment. Jesus, we love you. Religion won't satisfy us. Money won't satisfy us. Girls won't satisfy us. Boys won't satisfy us. Only you and you alone can fill the void in our hearts, Heavenly Father. If you need to give your life to Jesus this morning, if you need to be saved, if you need to be born again, I want you just to come out of your seat and come down just right now. 
If you need to be born again, if you need to be saved, if you need to give your life to Him, if you need to be born again and repent of your sins, I promise you that you will find the satisfaction that you are looking for, that your soul longs for, the answer to your depression and your anxiety and all the pain you're going through. You'll find it this morning at these altars. If you need to be saved, would you come now? Just come down. One of our people in our prayer team want to pray for you. Don't waste another day. I'm, I'm not talking. Maybe you're, maybe you're like Daniel and you're saying, listen, I've been in church my whole life, but I've just realized today I've really always been religious my whole life. I don't even know Jesus. I haven't given him my life. I don't truly know him. If that's you, would you get out of your seat? Would you come down? We want to pray for you to meet the real Jesus this morning. There's a, I'm telling you, I know in my heart there's a lot in this room. If you need to meet the real Jesus and give him your life, would you come before you leave this morning? Come on, church. Just begin to pray for those that need to respond. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is reintroducing himself to us in this house. That it's not about a tucked-in shirt. It's not about a tucked-in shirt. That's for a few people in this room. I don't know who. It's not about the nicest dress you have. It's about your heart completely abandoned. It's about your heart and your affection for Him. It's not about what you're wearing. If you just really felt touched by... Daniel's story would you just lift your hands and I'm just going to ask Daniel just to pray whatever he feels led to pray over you that God would do whatever Jesus I can feel I can just sense the religion in the room I can sense it Holy Spirit come in and break it break it Show people the real you. Introduce people to the real you. Don't let them leave here and think that everything they have known about you is all there is. Jesus, there's so much more. Jesus, flood this place. God, even if it's just a few who are searching, who are struggling and searching to find the real you, to understand what we're talking about, Jesus, meet them. Meet them where they are. Take their raised hand as a sign of surrender to you. Flow into them. Show them your love. Show them your true love, your true power. Show them the real way, the only true satisfying way. I pray satisfaction over every hungry soul in this place, that every hungry soul in this place would be satisfied in you. And then we would in turn increase their hunger. Increase the hunger for more of you. For more of your spirit. For more of your love. Thank you, Lord. 
Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, listen, if you need prayer for anything at all, if you just need somebody to pray with you and partner with you, if you're going through a tough time, if you need healing in your body, if you need someone to pray with you and your spouse for your marriage, please come before you leave. We we want to, the Bible says, you know, if we touch and agree, it will be done in, in Jesus' name. So we come into, we want to come into agreement. There's power in agreement to pray with whatever you're struggling with. If you need prayer, would you can go ahead and leave your seat and just come now. Do me a favor. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Come on, this is, this is an everybody thing. Say, neighbor, if you need prayer, I'll go with you. <clears throat> I believe Jesus wants to touch people at our altars. He does every week, and he will continue to. Don't leave if you need to encounter him this morning. Uh, real quickly, before I forget, we uh, so I was supposed to tell you guys that we are taking up candy for Easter. So if you could buy 27 bags of candy apiece. And not chocolate, though, because it'll melt in the eggs. We would really appreciate that. And you can bring them next week. Uh, it's the last week to bring that up. So if you could grab a bag and bring that for next week for all the kids for Easter Sunday. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, we love you so much. We're proud of everything God is doing in your hearts. And we just say more. Can we just lift our hands to heaven one more time and just say more? Come on, more, Jesus. More revelation. More hunger. More love. More power. God, just more intimacy, more teaching, more everything that you offer, more salvations, more baptisms, more feelings of the Holy Spirit, more testimonies, oh God. Lord, we just say more, more, Jesus. Come on, just say it with us. Say more, more, Lord, more understanding, more power, Jesus. We love you. We bless you. We honor you. Can we put our hands together for the Lord this morning? Praise the Lord. Give somebody a high five. Invite somebody to lunch. If you need a prayer before you leave, we'd love to.